0: Hey, Taco Tuesday fans. This is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's taco about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it.
1: If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.
0: Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm. We are live, it looks like, I believe. What up, Taco Taco Army, Taco Minions, the, the titties? <laughs> I should stop saying
1: that. The TTs? The TTs? The titties? The, <laughs> the Taco Tuesday Troops! Where what up, my guys? At?
0: What's going on, everybody? Um, welcome to another rendition of... Taco Tuesday. Let's taco about insurance.
1: Let's talk about um,
0: insurance. And I'm joined with the beautiful Glenn Shelton, um, also known as the. Um, let's see. what well, I, I would also call him the Taco to tu- the Taco um, Bell advocate. Right, the Taco Bell. I'm enthusiast. a brand
1: ambassador. So yeah, my side hustle, you guys. I'm a brand ambassador for Taco Bell. They don't even know this. But the invoice, you know, I don't know if any of you've worked with a lawyer before, but now they just, they record all those hours, right? Even the minutes. I'm doing the same thing. So Taco Bell, I don't know who I need to talk to, but they're going to get in a huge invoice from me. And it's just going to (laughs) be time to pay up. And I will take tacos. I I want them to know that. Today,
0: you will be compensated in tacos.
1: So guys, this is one of the best things Taco Bell, in my opinion, has come up with recently. This is the Doritos Locos Taco Shell. So you're, you're getting the nacho cheese Dorito that everyone loves. It's a Supreme. So you see, you've got the sour cream, tomatoes, cheese. Um, I, will, I do wanna say this. Is there anything on the menu, Christian, that's no longer at Taco Bell? But you get a little sad when you think about it, because there's a big one for me. Yeah, I I wanted to ask you.
0: There's definitely a big one for me, and it's the beefy crunch burrito, Um, guys. Just so you don't, just in case you didn't know, um, I don't a little bit about my backs, my backgrounds, (laughs) (laughs) where I come from, Um, (laughs) the hood. So I used to be a Taco Bell employee at age eighteen.
1: How did I not know? Did I know this? I don't think no, I knew this. Never
0: unveiled this before for the Taco oh, Tuesday Army. My um, gosh. I worked for Taco Bell for a total of two months.
1: Best and, two um, months of your life, true or false? Oh, no, it was
0: horrible. It was awful. <laughs> I hated it. What um, is
1: going on?
0: I was I was living downtown Salt Lake, which is outside of my comfort zone. I'm I'm a thousand percent a suburban boy. Um you know, I can't handle the, the mean streets of Salt Lake City. And um, I worked at Taco Bell and um, they most Taco Bells that I had heard of at that point in time, they would give their employees free food. And I would love this, you know, beefy crunch burrito is my thing. So it was ground beef and um, is it, Fritos? It, had, it had fiery, fiery um, Fritos, those fire Fritos in it. And um sour cream, she it was just it was bomb, it was fantastic. Um, and they I took it away several know. years ago, and I, I've never been the same since.
1: Yeah, I have a similar story, you guys. I have a very <laughs> similar story. So I'm glad I'm glad this is the this episode starting out right. I just want to say yeah. that so, appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um the double decker taco, you guys. It was a staple, I lived on that. I grew up, I'm the person I am today because of the double-decker taco. <laughs> it's it's a tortilla, refried beans. <laughs> tortilla, refried beans, hard shell taco. You get both, you don't really have to pick. You're getting both in one bite, you guys. And then all of a sudden one day, they just pull it and it's gone. And I don't know. Some executive looking at a PNL was like, "We can save seven percent if we cut the double decker off." I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm making an assumption here, but it was a very sad day. It's um, it's
0: ridiculous. The pencil pushers ruin everything in the insurance world, in
1: the Taco Bell world. Um. So I got a quick, another quick sidebar. So we need to go to Vegas because there are Taco Bells in Vegas that serve alcohol. And (laughs) (laughs) And the reason I know this is I found out my kids have a ton of food allergies. And so I'm going through Taco Bell's website last week, looking at like allergy information and there's all these like mixed drinks on it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I can't go get a mixed drink at Taco Bell. And Long then I'm Island looking at Taco Bell. Las Vegas. Oh my God, I'm about it.
0: About we it. need to like live, live broadcast, broadcast, broadcast from that Taco, from that Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> You're like, hey, we're at Taco Bell here. We got um, a margarita. and <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Just set up a booth. Like we're just filming in a booth. We're <laughs> just live. <laughs>
0: we don't ask for permission. We just show up and set oh, up. No no and... permission.
1: No no no. <laughs> Call the police if this is on un- unauthorized.
0: All right guys, so we went with Old Reliable today. Um I kind of pre-gamed, I'm not going to lie. They were they looked so delicious that I ate <laughs> all of them did. but one. I ate four already. But um this is Ooh. the rolled taco once again. Um Beautiful. We did a, a random spinny thingy at the office today and this is Ooh. what ended up winning and um I was not I was not
1: dissatisfied with the, the choice that the, the universe made. How many options were in the spinny thingy? Oh, about seven. Seven or eight. Was Taco Bell in there?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Taco Bell was in there. Okay. And Originally,
0: Taco Bell won, but my staff doesn't like Taco Bell.
1: So they're <laughs> going to spin again. <laughs> Shame. Shame on all of them. What can I say?
0: Um, before we get into this week's topic, guys, just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Mr. Tracy Lonesberry. I'm rocking his shirt today, his Taco Tuesday shirt. Um, so I just wanted to give Tracy a shout-out. This is my second time wearing it on the show. And, um, I think Ooh. it's absolutely gorgeous, just like him. And, um. <laughs>
1: Shout out, Tracy also sent me that shirt. Um, I got it. I got sauce all over it before I even wore it live, <laughs> so it's in. The, it's literally in the wash right now. But I do need to wear Tracy's shirt as well. I've got my. I got a lot of hate for this one before, but I'm wearing it. I don't care. Why I don't. Know why. Groups, I don't I, this is legendary, you guys.
0: No, this is OG Taco Tuesday. OG.
1: This this was the first shirt that started it off.
0: Uh-huh. Yep.
1: That was the first Taco Tuesday shirt that ever appeared on Taco Tuesday. That's a fact. Legend. Legendary. All right, guys. So
0: we got some hate comments in the last week or so. There was someone going around to all of the Taco Tuesday videos and just spamming hate comments that, like, we take too long to get into the topic. So I just want to take this entire episode wait, and wait, never wait. get into the topic. Wait a second. Wait. So is this true? <laughs> Seriously. 100% true. <laughs> I, I told him to fuck
1: himself, basically. Like, <laughs> what? I mean, he's enraged. He's a douchebag. Okay, so and let to transition this into insurance sales. No. To... It we went quiet. I muted myself when I was ranting there. Um, there's two different types of people. So in 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 the sales world, there is the person who loves the small talk, the warm up. There's the person who's like, "I'm getting right to this in 30 seconds. We're not doing any warm up here." Right. I personally am a huge fan in a in a like a brand new sales conversation, if I don't have a relationship with them at all, I'm happy to spend like up to 15 minutes small talk. Um, when I was in the house, I used to do that all the time. Sit down. Oh, what do you do for work? Oh, what's this picture on the wall? Oh, you know, are you a fan of this? And oh, I saw your car in the driveway. How long have you been driving that? Like just small talk, get to know them. What, what's your opinion on that Christian?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I'm, I've, I've always been the same way, right? When when especially when I'm going into a house and I'm, I'm not real familiar with somebody, I think it's good to build that rapport um, and kind of get to know that person a little bit. Um, the, the way I look at it is this. I mean, at the end of the day, Taco Tuesday is a podcast, right? Um, Taco Tuesday is a, you know, long-form podcast. Um, that's what it's for, you know? And sometimes long-form podcasts do their best work, really, when um, did it stop streaming in the group? think it might have oh whatever still, it's whatever i think we're good um <clears throat> okay so it, it looked weird for a second so um but i i feel like long i feel like the best long form podcast um that that i personally enjoy and i know you do too are are ones where there's just kind of an open dialogue and an open conversation i feel like if me and glenn just got on here and we just jumped right in we would be like be like, okay, so um, we didn't even say hello or anything or greet one another. We were just like, we just jump right on, we don't look at each other, we don't do anything, we don't t- eat tacos. We're just like, I was like, okay, sell under and able. Like, I just feel like this just very robotic. Um, it's yeah. not very fun, it doesn't make yeah. the conversation very interesting to me. Um, 100%. And so I've, I feel like you know, you, you're never gonna please everybody when it comes to things like this, right? You're never gonna make everybody happy and um you know i mean i if if anybody doesn't like our show or anything like that stop watching hmm. that's the way i look at it like this guy clearly went on to like probably eight different episodes of ours just to hate on him i'm like dude you're a bitch because you're giving us views you know dude, like you're an legendary idiot. i uh, love
1: that <laughs> i love that we have haters that's epic
0: i know like that tells me that um you know that tells me everything i need to know that our show is starting to gain more momentum so um, anyway, guys, without focusing too much on that negativity, I thought you know, just thought I'd address it real quickly, and um, yeah, let's let's kind of dive into this really juicy topic here um, that that Mister Mister Glenn Shelton came up with And it was just dy- dynamite. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, about a year ago, we did an episode where we talked about selling during a pandemic and going into AEP. During a let's, pandemic let's and how everything would that. be different,
1: right? Let's, yeah, let's revisit before we get into today's topic. Hundred percent. Let's do a revisit to that episode to the best of our knowledge. I think that's a good. Yeah. Idea.
0: I agree. So, and and I think it'll kind of really be eye-opening in terms of like how far we've things have come and how far things have changed to maybe about a year ago when we did this episode. And um, so from what I recall from the episode was. Um, there was a lot of talk about, you know, face-to-face was going to be out of the question, right, or very difficult to do. Um, people would be needing to do things more virtually. Things would, People would be needing to do things more over the phone to kind of adjust their phone skills and things like that. Um, and I think we kind of agreed on the consensus that booths were going to be just murder, right? <laughs> like doing stores, getting in booths, like doing all that in-person stuff just wasn't going to fly. I think... For the most part, what we predicted came true from everything I saw. I think
1: um, I think, from my own personal opinion to what reality ended up being, if I'm being honest, you guys, I think more face-to-face business happened than I anticipated. I was under the impression that it was going to be like 95 to 5, and, and I don't think that was really it from what I saw. And, and and the number one reason that is, is there were certain regions in the United States where essentially they were like, nope, we're not doing this pandemic thing. And so that was kind mm-hmm. of, in my opinion, the X factor is states like Florida, you know, North Dakota, um, you know, Texas was kind of, was playing both sides of it. But um, Arizona—that's another good good example. There were there were certain states where they just didn't have the sort of wow. restrictions in place. They didn't have, um, you know, I, there's a lot of things that you know we could speculate about. Maybe COVID wasn't as bad there. Maybe it's because it was warmer. This, that, or the other thing. I mean, you know, you name it. But that was kind of the one thing that I feel like I got wrong last year.
0: So I don't know if you necessarily got it wrong. I think in some areas, what you were saying was spot on, I felt, you know, like I talked to one of my agents that's in Chicago the other day in the last couple of weeks, and she was telling me about how they still are not locked down, but like they still have a lot of restrictions, you know, like they still have mask mandates everywhere, right? Like they, they, you can't sit next to people in the library and things like that, you know, like at computers and, and, um, I couldn't believe that. Because here in Utah, it's like completely back to normal. Like life is nor- you know is normal again um, like it was beforehand. I even went into a, a bookstore the other day, like a little family-owned bookstore, and they were requiring me to wear a mask. I didn't have one with me. I was like, are you serious? I was like shocked, you know, because um, my gym's not making me wear a mask, anything. I feel like some areas that was definitely the truth, right? I, I talked to a lot of agents in some areas yeah. that like had been grown accustomed to writing 100 apps every AEP at a booth. And then they ended up writing like 10, you know, and just got crushed. Um, I talked to other agents where it was business as normal, you know, Um, like Jamie said that she was in the store this past day, in Arizona and that worked out pretty well for her. I'm just reading the comments. And um, so I, I definitely felt like depending on the area had so much to do with it, right? Like what each particular state was doing with their regulations. Um, So I feel like, What we said was not necessarily wrong, but it might have been more relevant in certain
1: areas than others. Yeah, I mean, to hit on Christian's point, you know, just like I mentioned last week, you guys, we want to try to help you guys out as much as we can. And so when we were trying to predict what open enrollment was going to look like last year, that was Christian and I saying, hey, guys, like, if you want to write the sort of business you normally do, you're probably going to have to do more virtual business, remote business, telephonic business. And I felt like we were like hammering it like it was just a dead horse. I felt like it was like every week we were getting on. We were like, hey, guys, be careful. It's AP have backup plans like it's going to get right. weird. And then I'm getting phone calls left and right at the start of AP. And it was like, Glenn, I'm in a grocery store right now and nobody's coming in. what's going on he's laughing because he knows exactly what i'm saying um so yeah i mean but but again i'm in a a more liberal state where there was a lot more restrictions um there still is some restrictions in place um so yeah i i think we we got it right i think for the most part it's just some of these areas face-to-face business didn't slow down as much
0: right yeah i i think that's very true and um I don't know. I mean, I know for us, you know, just kind of. I always equate everything back to you know my business, right? And how and how we do business. Not that everybody does business like we do, um, but I know the AEP before last, probably 2019, we were probably doing half and half, right? Half over the phone and half in person. But we were out of the out of the the business that we were doing in person. There was probably still five to 10% that we were doing, going to people's houses. Cause there were certain people that just couldn't get them to do anything else, you know? Um, so there was still, I don't know, maybe five to 10% of business we were getting by going to houses, but we essentially pretty much moved away from going to houses altogether, but it, it was moving in that direction. Last AEP, I think I went to one house or two. I don't, I think I went to one, I, think I went to one because I really wanted the app and I liked the lady and she was making me laugh over the phone and, she just wouldn't do anything else. So I went, you know, and I wore, to wore my mask and everything. But, and then we, we, we probably just like that went to 70 to 80% over the phone um, in general. And so I definitely saw the shift. You know, people were more comfortable doing things over the phone. Um, what about right now?
1: <clears throat> Last week, what's your app split?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Give me a ballpark
0: probably, I'd say probably half and half, you know, because we had a lot of people come into the office. Um, There's virtually zero going to houses. That's just not a thing anymore, at least for us. Um, But we're still having people come into the office. Um, We're also having people that, you know, we're just able to have the conversation over the phone. I'd say it's probably shifted back more to a little bit more face to face than it was a year ago. Um, But it's people scheduling appointments to come into the office and and sit down and see somebody. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd say it's probably shifted a little bit back more to, to people being more comfortable coming in. I know there were certain people that when we brought up the idea of coming into the office a year ago, they were just terrified of it. You know, like right. they just didn't want to leave their house. Um, there was still so much we didn't know a year ago. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it's probably definitely started to shift back to normal. I think if anything, you know, it expedited the process for us to uh, essentially completely eliminate windshield time, which we were already working on doing anyway. It's just, it helped. It helped kind of speed up that process.
1: Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, the, the antidote, the personal antidote I wanted to give you guys today is my parents. So my parents are in their early sixties. They're not technically Medicare. Beneficiaries yet, but they definitely fall into the category of seniors, and they took this very seriously from the from the start. They were barely leaving their house. I mean, everything was being delivered. They're wiping everything down. I mean, you know, very very precautious about all of it. And and you know, they were in that category of higher risk, so I, I get it. Fast forward to spring, my parents get vaccinated. And, you know, they're fully immunized, immunized, said that wrong there, um, by it's like early April, mid-April. So it's been about two months since they were vaccinated. Every time I've spoken to them in the past two months, they are not home. I just talked to my mom yesterday. And I'm hearing beeping in the background. I'm like, where are you? She's like, oh, I'm at the store. She's she's out and about. You got and and this right. is how I feel. I mean, especially when you look at the vaccination rates. Like if you throw everyone out that's below sixty, and you just looked at the sixty plus crowd, that sixty plus crowd is vaccinated, and they're ready to party, you guys. Yeah. They are- I mean, I bet there's. it's like 80% plus of the senior population. They're vaccinated. They don't care at all anymore. So I really think even though like for some of the younger crowd, not as many people are vaccinated or maybe there's some more restrictions, the older crowd is done with this thing and they don't care. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today, because even if we're not like entirely on the other side of it, the senior population really is. They're done. They don't care. They're, they are done.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's 100% true. You know, we've had a lot more people that are wanting to come to the office, maybe even like volunteering it. They're like, oh, we'll just come in. We'll just drop by, you know, kind of thing. Um, it's almost like it's like an experience for them. You know, it's like a field trip to get out of the house and come into our office and sit down with us or something like that. But, yeah. um, my anticipation for this upcoming AEP is I think we're going to see events like never before. You know, I think it's just going to be events galore. You know, I think you're going to see all kinds of seminars. You're going to see educational events. You're going to see booths pop up everywhere at every, every you know, festival or anything like that. I just feel like that is probably what we're going to see because um, I feel like the agents that maybe – didn't move over to over the phone or or maybe they're in an area that they were struggling maybe doing things over the phone or they couldn't get out and do things, whatever the case might be. I think those agents are ready to pounce. I think they're ready to get back to normal. Um, the ones that, you know, lasted this long. (laughs) Um, but I, I, I really feel like that's, that's what I'm seeing, you know, just having conversations with different agents. I'm, I'm talking agents that are looking to have um, events essentially two, three times a week throughout AEP, and they're, they're already preparing for that right now. So I think that's probably what we're going to see. I think it's going to be a complete flip to what it was last year. I just think it's ready to go.
1: I Yeah, I mean, I really agree with that. I mean, I've been watching a lot of the NBA basketball games, and it's wild to watch this season and the NBA to watch it go from nobody's allowed in the stadium at all. It's a silent game where it's just two teams on an empty yeah. court and fake people in the audience. Yeah, fake <laughs> people. yeah they've got cardboard <laughs> cutouts in the stands. To last night, I'm watching the Suns game, and it was unbelievably ideas. loud. The whole every seat in that stadium is full, and it's just it feels weird because you're so used to not seeing that sort of you know that interaction, that number of people together. But we're seeing this all across the country now groups are starting to gather, large groups are starting to gather. So, you know, and, and then, you know, I've I've seen a lot of talk about, well, like, well, I'm not vaccinated and they want me to be vaccinated. I think we're going to get to a point where enough people have either been vaccinated or they have natural immunity from contracting the virus, where even if there's a spread, it's not going to be able to spread like it did before. So, I don't know. I feel really optimistic. I really do. I I would feel good about planning in-person events for open enrollment this year, whether that's, you know, you're doing some type of seminar, maybe you're doing a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, you know, whatever it is you're looking at doing, I, I would feel good about planning it, which like Christian just said, I mean, literally a flip from last year when we were like waving our red flags and we're like, don't do it guys, don't do it. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we should be good to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've
0: never been real big on the seminars. It's just not what I do. You know, we've tried them in the past, you know, they're cool and everything like that. I feel like with the combination of educational seminars no longer needed to be registered, right? Because in the past years ago... They had every type of event had to be registered. It was a pain in the butt. You know, you might have secret shoppers come and spy on you. That happened to us right. many times when we tried to do them in the past. It's kind of why we said screw this, you know. <laughs> it was so yeah. much work and you need know, essentially feeling like you walk on eggshells. Um, not that you shouldn't, you know, follow the rules and everything like that, but like you know, you could accidentally slip up and say something just one word off, and the secret shoppers like, you know, Got and him. then they're they you're like oh that person was a secret shopper you know um so we so stopped doing
1: it for that reason but now you. that it's is this CM- cms yes christian <laughs> brindle was violating um all sorts of rules at a seminar
0: christian brindle was telling people um that medicare and obamacare are the same thing he said and Obama put medicare for- into place and-
1: he said free tacos <laughs> for applications. He was giving away tacos. That cannot be allowed. Hey, I see you said Tony Merwin, we need to find out, but I don't see any comments from Tony. Is he the, is it open oh, after one?
0: Yeah, that that was, that was the Merwinator. That was Merwinator. the Merwinator. So I was replying to his question.
1: Um, sneak peek, you guys. We're looking at doing a collaboration with Tony. It, and it would be a breakfast collaboration. Um, I hope I didn't say too much. I hope I didn't ruin the surprise there, Tony. I don't even know if you're still watching. Hopefully you are.
0: And and Tony, man, we got to get this on the schedule. We do. We got to get this on the schedule right now, you know, because when me and Ollie are on camera together, our heads shine so well together. They just kind of, you know, kinda, they just kind of um, – they, they really, really play off of each other very nicely. And
1: <laughs> okay so and it's something
0: I'm, special, something to behold.
1: It is. So I have a question for you. So we talked about yeah. how things have changed going more back into a normal sense. So what are some things that still won't be in a normal sense? Are there any? Is there anything where you're like, you know, this won't go back to how it was? Or we're going to continue to see this during open enrollment. Is there anything like that that you can think of where maybe it was because of the pandemic? Maybe it was some other market condition that, that you've seen come up. Is there anything like that that you can think of?
0: The main thing that comes to mind for me is um, the Walmart booths changing. You know, There you go. Yeah, um, that's a good one. I don't, I don't think that's pandemic related or COVID related, but it's something that will be different this year um, opposed to in years past. Not that I feel like the results will be different. I mean, I put up a video about, you know, just discussing this and it was a very clickbaity title and everything like that. Like is Walmart over kind of thing. And I really triggered a lot of agents by saying that, like they just really got pissy about it. They're like, well, we, we did X amount of dollars and I'm like, you didn't even watch my video. You have no idea what I was saying. You know, for all I know, I was saying it's the greatest thing ever.
1: Like, you're goofball. You know? Yeah. Um, did you, did but, you but see, but anyway, the, like, it, I was just, did you see the broker that was in, I think it was in gurus. And he was like, he was like, Walmart can't do this. They can't start charging more. And I was just reading I'm like I'm yeah, reading. Yeah. I'm like, what I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, they can do whatever they want. Like they yeah, cannot they let they you can. in the store at all if they don't want you. Like what like what is this?
0: <laughs> but they can say if your name starts with the letter D that you're not allowed in the store, yeah, they can do whatever they, they want.
1: They can do whatever they want. If they want to start charging more, they yeah. can start charging more. Like yeah. that was the craziest thing, dude. Insurance brokers. The wild group of you out there. That's a good point though, to to bring that up. That is gonna be different this year. Is that gonna keep agents out? You know, the way
0: I think I think certainly some agents that would have done it in the past won't because in the past the program was a five hundred dollar fee, right, to reserve your store. But then if you went through with it and actually, you know we did the store they would refund your 500 so essentially if you went through with it it would have been free you would have got your money back um if you look at it that way now it's going to be a 1500 fee up front to reserve the store and no reimbursement of that cost so essentially it's a 1500 investment um i've seen several agents talk about how they're, they've done it in the past they're not going to do it this year now is it worth it the 1500 dollars i think Yes and no, right? I feel like it depends on if you're get a good store, right? I mean, in my opinion, I don't think it's a money thing. I think it's a, is this the most efficient way for me to write business things? Right. Um, which I've made my opinions very clear on stores over the years. It's just not my thing. You know, I've done a lot of stores over the years. I feel like if you get a good store, you know, you hear stories about agents writing 150 to 200 apps during AEP just by, you know, sitting in the store. And that's great. But there's probably five to six to maybe even 10 times as many stories of agents that just sat in the booth. They spent 40 hours a week in the store and they wrote like 15, 20 apps all of AEP, you know. Um, And it just wasn't necessarily maybe the most efficient way for them to do business. Um, I think it has a lot to do with location um, but I think certainly there are agents that might have done it in years past that won't do it now because of the extra monetary investment. Um, Seems silly and, to me.
1: If if you want to do it, like if you can write a hundred apps, oh what's, yeah, what's fifteen hundred bucks? You guys, like it, it's it's crazy. It's
0: you could count on one hand how many apps yeah. that would take. Right. I, I think what it comes down to is one,
1: two, three. Four, five, <laughs> you, <guys. laughs> you get five clients, and it'll pay for the whole Walmart. Look at that, unbelievable! The way that the what the way that I look at the
0: the the booths, I think if I was talking to someone on the phone earlier today, one of my agents that was asking about it, and I said if I feel like if you're going to do any booth, that's the one. You know, Walmart? I would much rather be in a Walmart. Yeah. yeah. I, I would much rather be in a Walmart than a CVS or a Walgreens or one of these other stores because you can represent multiple carriers, right? You typically can't in those other ones. You typically just do them through one of the carriers like an Aetna, United Healthcare, somebody like that. Um, but with Walmart, you can represent multiple carriers. Um, it, the foot traffic is going to be,
1: yeah. you know, and
0: shoulders above those other stores.
1: Think about if you were to buy a business and you're looking at trying to capture foot traffic if if i'm a broker and i'm looking at doing a walmart or cvs or some other you know booth inside a building this ap i would spend some time like going there different times during the week and seeing what the normal foot traffic looks like you guys like put in a little bit of time researching this because like Christian said, it's it's less about the cost. It's more about are you utilizing your time efficiently and correctly? Because, again, open enrollment is this small little window for you to capitalize on. You know, it's, it's less than two months. You got less than two months to really crush this thing. So, you know, if you make this decision on a whim and then you end up inside a store that naturally doesn't get a lot of foot traffic, you kind of shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> entirely. And then COVID or no COVID, it doesn't matter. You're not going to get the applications that you want. Um, One thing to go go back to the original question that I'd asked Christian, where it was like, what are some things that have changed um, related to COVID or not related to COVID that you can anticipate for open enrollment this year? Congratulations to anyone who's made it this far into the podcast, by the way since we got through the small talk right apologies to (laughs) to i I still can't get over that i still can't get over that (laughs) someone was watching us and hating on us for not getting to the content but relentlessly um, by the way relentlessly going
0: to every video on youtube and dropping a comment i love it saying the same thing but
1: yeah my um our our pregame our warm up now just got twice as long so thank you thank you whoever whoever did that you you, you now get twice as twice as long warm up but um, what I was going to say is selling Medicare advantage over the phone doing it remotely before the pandemic it was very regulated you know to my understanding you had mm-hmm. to be cleared to be a Medicare Advantage call center, essentially to offer Medicare Advantage over the phone. And then after the pandemic or during, you know, right as the pandemic started and, and they realized everyone go home. And then it was like, well, wait a second, they still need to sell Medicare Advantage. I was like, okay, go ahead sell Medicare Advantage while you're at home over the phone. And like, I don't, that's not gonna go away. CMS isn't gonna just pull the rug back and be like, hey, we're going back to like, you need to be in a call center environment and it has to be approved I don't see that happening. So that's something that, in my opinion, is a positive change that came from the pandemic that you can anticipate, you know, that will happen again this year is selling Medicare Advantage Part D, doing it all from home over the phone.
0: Yeah, I mean, the regulations got so relaxed as a result of it, not not that there's not still a lot of regulations, not that there's still not a lot of compliance rules because there certainly are, um, but it's so much easier now, like you said, to essentially be an agent that maybe has a home office or something like that and just completely do it over the phone. I mean, it wasn't necessarily that you couldn't sell an app over the phone prior to that because you could, you know, they had they had phone applications, right? They had e-apps for that, that very reason. Um, But to have that as your full business model, to say that's all that you did, you kind of had to have those call center contracts in place. Right. Um, Like if you were doing maybe, you know, if your business model was maybe, you know, brick and mortar, right? And you got a referral that was six hours away. Right. They would have allowed you to do that over the phone, you know, that kind of thing prior. But like now you could essentially build your entire business as a remote business selling Medicare um, products and things like that. Um, I guess
1: that was coming from, you know, when I'm, when I'm dealing with a, a Medicare call center where they had to jump through those, hoops because you're absolutely right. The right. average agent didn't have to jump through those hoops when the big production's right. coming and it's all coming from over the phone. CMS was like, okay, like you have to, you have to do this, this, and this, you have to be compliant. We have to make sure we're seeing all this. And then those people were able to start doing it all from home. And that's what kind of, where that where the relaxation in those rules happened so you're absolutely right it's it wasn't something that everyone was dealing with
0: right not to say that there weren't hmm, they're swallowing <laughs> 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 not to say that there weren't certain aspects that inf- impacted you know the little individual agent you know there were right. but yeah I mean I I feel like it's definitely increased the process I mean The amount of things we have available now, this, I'm I'm, I'm gonna really put myself out here by saying this next thing. Here we go.
1: So don't roast me, everybody. Seatbelts, everybody.
0: I had no idea that Medicare Center had like a link, essentially. Oh, I remember you saying this. I had no freaking idea. (laughs) Medicare Center has a link. (laughs) No one told me. Medicare Center has a link essentially to where it's a customized URL that you can essentially you know, send to somebody. They put in their zip code. And if they self-enroll, you're the agent. Right. Like, that didn't exist pre-pandemic. You know, as far as I know anyway. Um, you know, and I, I didn't even know about this. You know, one of my agents called me up and they're like, yeah, this exists with Medicare Center. I just found it. I'm like, after they called me up the day before, I'm like, oh, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. You have to be in a call center or something like that. <laughs> and, I felt like a total bonehead that I didn't know that, but I I learned. I've been briefed on it now, if you will. But um, yeah, Off I mean, you know, this, this, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Certain classification, I'm now there. But
1: Christian I, has Q level clearance from CMS, you guys. <laughs> Q <laughs> level clearance.
0: Yes. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> but 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 I I feel like you know the increased amount of tools that the individual agent has available to them to help them sell remotely and sell over the phone in terms of technology has come such a long way since before the pandemic. It's
1: absolutely insane. Um, We we needed it, right? Our industry needed some sort of like, ah, like shakeup, right? Like we were so far behind. Who was it that like, was it Wellcare? Was Wellcare the one that like really had to flip things right at the start of the pandemic? There was one big Medicare carrier where they were like, I'm trying to remember who it was. I want to say it was Wellcare, where they were like, Okay, um, you know, yeah, we've got a telephone like they didn't even have a telephonic app. They only had an e app or something. And so they they rolled out a telephonic app. I can't remember, but it's. I think there's a lot of positive things that are going to come out of the the entire pandemic COVID, and you know the Medicare sales process. I think we're going to see a lot of positive things moving forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like I, um, and I I think it was WellCare, but I'm not sure myself. That's why I'm yeah. not jumping in. But um, I mean I, I I I dislike WellCare. I try to ignore. I remember them.
1: Joe. I remember <laughs> Joe. Pretend they don't about exist, it. but. Joe, Joe was posting about it like late March and it was like, this is changing. I don't know. Just a random fun. Yeah.
0: I mean, back kind of go kind of going back to like, you know, what will AEP look like this year? um, You know, kind of backtracking a little bit to what we were talking about before. Like, I I definitely think we're going to see a lot of in-person stuff. I think people that, um, are willing to kind of get out there and do some grassroots marketing. We'll probably see a lot of success. You know, we'll probably see Rebecca Davis really take advantage of that. Um, and people like her, you know, that get out and do like these community events and things like that. Um, I think it's really going to be a great year for that because I, I feel like you'll have a much easier time getting people to show up as Glenn was saying earlier, you know, cause people are just dying to get out of their house. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's really going to bode well for people that their business model is all about getting out of the house, getting in front of people, you know, getting out in the community, making things happen. I think it's going to be a great year for that. And, um, you know, there was real concern, I think, a year ago that maybe the business would change forever and that would never be a viable option anymore. And I just don't think that's the case. I think we're going to see a resurgence of kind of some of those grassroots um, style of doing things.
1: I do think I just sent you a picture because you kind of look like a blob on my end. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's oh, internet. It. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a yeah, blob yeah, talking and I had to send him a picture. You guys, I don't know if it's your internet or my internet, but our internet is not getting along today. Um, but to yeah, jump off nice, that man. point that Christian just said right there, Without a doubt, the people who are willing to take advantage because there's going to be people, there's going to be agents that don't jump back into the face-to-face. So I think what you'll see is the agents that get back into it, they're going to take advantage of a a big opportunity. Oh my gosh, I have Baja Blast hiccups right now. (laughs) killing me but um i I do think there will be a lot of opportunity face to face and and potentially gap a gap there that will need to be filled so you know kind of like last year again it's really the opposite of last year where we were all pointing to the phone and we're like get on the phone get on the phone get on the phone well now you know i'm almost saying you know look at look at any in-person events and see if there's see what you can mix in um, if if you're not confident or you're not comfortable in a in a telephonic sales environment, if you don't have something rolling already, start looking at face to face. What's going on? What you can do for sure.
0: So I think I think um, it seems to be streaming pretty clearly into the group, which is weird because like you're kind of choppy on my end too. You know, kind of coming don't in and out. I don't funny. know what's going on. I just don't know what is going on anymore. Um, very, very weird. But anyway, um, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I, I, I certainly agree with that. Um, I feel like Pandora's box has been opened, right, for doing stuff over the phone. I feel like it's easier today to do it than ever. Yeah. But I feel like it's not as much of a focus, you know, like one thing that comes to mind for me is like last year, you know, when we're on a cocktail party and someone comes on and they're just all about face-to-face and, and um, they kind of get like ambushed essentially <laughs> by, by a lot of us where we're like, you're crazy. What are you doing? And I feel bad for that conversation. Although, you know, oh, I think yeah. no one was harsher than Mr. Tony Merlin.
1: <laughs> Tony, be nice. <laughs> it did happen, you guys. There was there was a face-to-face versus telephonic sales conversation that happened and there was a beat down. I mean, the, the reality is like even though <laughs> face-to-face is coming back around, do I think like we're going to start transitioning where majority of business is all of a sudden being done no I, I don't think like it's not like we're it's not like that's the future all of a sudden it's just that this huge opportunity wasn't even really available last year you know this the opportunity to sit inside a walmart was an insane idea last year right? whereas this year you could actually sit in a walmart and make some money so um i do want to make that point clear too in case anybody was like oh i guess face-to-face is better now no, I'm not saying that at all. I would still, you know, following Mr. Merwin from last year, without a doubt, your efficiency, the number of presentations you can make, the number of applications you can write, right? you have a system in place to sell over the phone, you can do more over the phone. But face-to-face is worth taking a look at. That's that's all I think we're trying to say.
0: Yeah. and And I don't think that's changed at all either. You know, I feel like cutting out that windshield time is going to be vital for your efficiency, your processes. Um, you know, I, I think that is just very true. You control the conversation much more if you're not sitting on their couch and they're showing you, you know, their spoon collection and they're, they're, they got the TV Dude, blasted in the background. What's with
1: the spoons? <laughs> why why are they collecting spoons? I've seen so many. I can see it in my in my memory right now. The little wood thing, it's up on the wall. It's got it's all the, the little racks, spoon, spoon racks. Yeah. And like, I think one of them was like states. It was like each spoon yeah. was like a state. Like, what is this? Guys, yeah. help so, me.
0: I, I am an expert at spoon collections, mainly okay. because I have <laughs> a monster spoon collection. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're, <laughs> like, you're like, guys, look at this. you just so, like, <laughs> <cool enough. laughs> no, but my, So So my mom, my mom is 70, for those of you who don't know. Okay. So, My mom has a killer spoon collection. Um, (laughs) When I was growing up and we would go on vacations and stuff, my mom, like it was her goal of the entire trip to get her spoon at wherever we went. So like, it's mostly like cities, you know, it's like cities, amusement parks, zoos, like just any place you've gone to, the spoon kind of like shows I was there, you know, and someone looks at your spoon rack and they see all the places you've been to. I think That's kind of what it is
1: okay that makes sense yeah i mean hey you know i would probably do a map you know me personally yeah, i would do like a sure. map with pins in it because i feel like visually that makes more sense but hey that's more attractive spoons. To be, for sure yeah i um, mean i don't know maybe baby like they're like really small too are they're like this big you can't even tiny spoons like, you can't really eat with them yeah there's no utility to it, like it <laughs> It's a decorative spoon collection it's literally a decorative spoon And I, I just, I know. So there's this one lady, this final expense policy. I swear I can just see it in my head. Just that rack of spoons on the wall. Next time I go
0: to my parents' house, my mom has pictures on her wall, like multiple. So next time I go to my parents' house, I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it.
1: (laughs) I need to see it. I need to see the spoon racks. That is such a classic, classic senior example. It, I love so it. Is. it so is. I mean,
0: I feel like though, you know, it, it definitely increases your efficiency because you're not taking the time to look at each and every individual spoon. You know, they can just tell you about the spoon over the phone. There's only so much you can talk about the spoon over the phone. And so, you know, it definitely increases your efficiency um, by not being in the house and looking at
1: all these spoons. No. But <laughs> Well, that, no, that's a, that's a valid question. So, is is less warm-up required over the phone then? Is that essentially the, the reality? I, I, I 1,000% think so, don't you? Yep. That's what I like. As I was talking about it earlier, and then I was thinking about the same conversation happening over the phone, it felt weird. But sitting in front of someone in their house, having a 15-minute conversation seemed like nothing, you know?
0: Yeah, like... One thing that used to piss me off to no end of when I would go to people's houses is they would never turn their TVs off and they'd be really loud, you know, and there'd be like gun smoke going on in the background. And it's like Gunsmoke, starring Marshall Dillon. <laughs> 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 and it's like on full blast, And I can't even hear myself think like yeah. there were a couple of times where someone would get up, leave the room, go to the bathroom and I'd find their remote and turn the TV off before they came back. And they'd be like, did the TV turn off? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. And then,
1: you know um, The old Justin Brock move. Yeah. Slide, dog. Yeah. Slide the dog, man. Ride right right the dog under the, the couch. Just yep. Brush the dog. But just break the TV.
0: Don't know what happened, Mrs. Jones. <laughs> Boom. I, I feel like this is going to be an interesting AEP because I feel like no matter how you do business, right, whether it's over the phone, seminars, um, face-to-face, I feel like you can do really well. That's what I would walk away from this at. You know, I feel
1: like. Here's another question for you. Do you think there's seniors that didn't get service last year that are going to be more anxious about getting service this AEP? Maybe,
0: maybe. I mean, you know, from from my own clients, I know, you know, and people that we dealt with, it seemed like everybody still got taken care of like they normally would. They just did it a different way. Right. Right. um, Now, were there people that just absolutely would not do anything over the phone? I think that those people did exist, but I don't think that they're in high majority as some people might think when they think about seniors. I don't think there's as many of those people out there as you might think. Um, I really don't, you know, because like if you're in the middle of a pandemic and you're that person, like you probably have had to do something over the phone. Right. During that time period. Um, That's fair. I just can't see a person that could avoid doing any kind of business over the phone during a worldwide pandemic. I just don't see it being possible. Um, so I think there's just few, those people are more few and far between than maybe we might realize.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think that's fair. Well, I'm sorry. I interrupted you with that question, though. You were talking about other other things that you think might happen with this AP. You, you were saying you think no matter how you're doing business, you think it'll be, you'll you'll have a good AAP.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I just, I see the opportunity, right? Because I, I feel right. like people have become more comfortable with doing stuff virtually and over the phone, but they're, they're delighted to see you too.
1: you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's so a win-win. I totally see the same thing. It's a win-win seniors are more comfortable than yeah. ever doing business over the phone. Like compared to when I was writing Medicare policies, you know, and I like or, or even when we were doing Facebook advertising in 2017, I think this is a great example. You know, when we were running ads on Facebook in 2017, trying to get people on Medicare to opt in through Facebook, and it was very difficult and the cost was very high and you flash forward, you know, here we are four years, four and a half years later, and there is a just herds of seniors online that are ready to do business i mean it's and and the pandemic accelerated that big time i mean everyone's online now more than they were ever ever before for sure it's a huge win and then face to face yeah it's like uh, i don't know what what a good analogy is but it's it's i guess it's almost nostalgic it's retro coming back again i i don't yeah i don't know like it's that uh, that way of doing business that people didn't d- don't do anymore. You know, come into my it, office.
0: It, it's a refreshing sense of normalcy, I think, for the seniors. Um, would be how I would think of it. You know, I think, I think that they've kind of com- grown more comfortable with doing things over the phone. But like they are eager, like you you said earlier. You know, with your with your parents. You know, to yeah. get out of the house and do things. Um, And, you know, to them, it's almost like a little adventure. That's what my mom would say. You know, my mom would say, (laughs) like a little adventure. You know, that's what my mom would say. So, like, that's how the seniors are probably looking at this. They're like, it's a little, it's like, to them, it's like, almost like a field trip to come to your office. You know, like, it's kind of, it's like exciting, you know, like, that's how dull and boring the last
1: year has probably been for a lot of them. Um, And so... Everyone remembers with the first couple months when we were like all really trying to stay in our house. We didn't know what was going on um, and how torturous that was. And a lot of these seniors have taken it that seriously for a long time. And so, yeah, I think a lot of them are excited to get out of the house, even if it is just a trip to the office, a trip to see you for a seminar, to have lunch with you, whatever it is you're doing. I, I think there is going to be a, a resurgence or, you know, more activity there than than maybe even on a normal normal year. I think there's going to be a lot of people wanting that face-to-face this year. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. I agree completely. And um, I don't know, guys. I think it's going to be a good AEP. I think it's a good time to be selling Medicare, you know. Um, really, I do believe that. You know, I feel like we're in in an age where, We have so much technology, so many tools at our disposal. It's just going to make our lives a lot easier. And also I feel like there's going to be less pushback if you want to do things differently, you know, than probably ever before. Um, And so I I feel like it's a great time to do Medicare. I feel like as long as you're doing something, as long as you're doing some level of activity, you should be very successful as AEP, even if it's not necessarily even the most efficient way of doing it. Like, you know, me and Glenn would look at it in terms of efficiency. You sh- you still should write fifty to eighty to hundred apps this AEP, you know, easy. Um, I think it's just going to be an influx of of um, demand for people to get help this AEP, and I think people are going to be open and um, how open do you to different options?
1: How do you not write a hundred apps during AEP? That's that's like an app and a half a day, right?
0: Right. <laughs> like- <laughs> And it's, it's not hard to have days, you know, even if you're going out in the field and going to houses, yeah. like I would have, you know, days all the time where I'd write five, six, seven, eight in a day. Right. Um, like it would happen. Like I've obviously I'm not out in, in front selling as much these days. Like I used right. to, right. Um, I'm, I'm a recruiter now, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm an NMO. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't do that shit. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, I'm still going to do some selling and things like that. You know, like I, I last AP, I think I wrote 150 new ones myself and I was barely trying, you know, um, and I feel like I'll probably do that again this year, just without doing a whole lot, you know, without really trying all that much. But, um, I feel like it's writing a hundred is easy with everything that you have at your, your disposal as an agent. I think it's very easy as long as you have. The right guidance, the right training, you put together a good business plan, a good marketing plan, you're willing to spend a little money, you take advantage of carrier co ops and things like that. Um, Should be a very good AEP for a lot of agents. And um, I I feel like, you know, 50 would probably be your bare minimum. You know, I don't feel like there's any excuse to write any less than 50.
1: So last year, I think this is kind of a a good thing to hit on too. So, like last year in my group, How to Sell, insurance to seniors, how to market and sell insurance to seniors. Um, I asked a question. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to the group. You guys, (laughs) I'm so sorry. I botched your name, Um, but I asked a question. I said, guys, I said, what, I, I, I asked everybody. I said, what is your goal for AEP open enrollment? What's your app goal? Like, what are we writing you guys? Like, let's hear it. Let's, you know, tell me, tell me, tell me. And we got a lot of people that commented on the post. And I will say that, I think for the majority of you guys, you're you're not thinking big enough. You're not dreaming big enough. Your goals aren't big enough. There's a lot of, you know, I, I guess small goals. And and I don't know your situation, right? Maybe this is a part-time thing. Maybe, maybe you, you're not the breadwinner in your family. Your spouse works. You do this part-time on the side, whatever. I don't know. I'm not trying to tell you what your goals should be. But what I am telling you is try to think bigger, try to have bigger goals. And this is a great AEP to have bigger goals because left, right, or sideways, really however you want to approach this AEP, selling over the phone, selling face-to-face, you know, all of it and anything in between, you should be able to have a strong AEP. There's more seniors than there were last year. The pandemic, as especially in the senior market, is more or less wrapping up or wrapped up at this point. Um, you know, I, I don't see what's going to hold you back from doing a hundred apps. I mean, what, what is, how many days is AAP?
0: October 15th, December 7th. I'll count it up.
1: Right. right I mean, it's, it's like 50, what, 60. I, did, I didn't, I'm going to say 67. What? That's my guess without counting. I'm gonna say 67 days. And there's no like mandatory stop. I mean, and, and again, like you have to figure out what works best for you. As if I only
0: 53 days if I counted right.
1: Okay. 67 was was obviously too much. Now that I think about it, that's more than two months. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why I said 67, but 53 again, that's you know, just under two apps a day to get to a hundred. So, you know, I had days as a final expense agent where I'm running 14 appointments in one day. So during open enrollment, I don't see how you can't talk to, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 seniors in a day and, you know, potentially write two apps. I mean, that's 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 not asking a whole lot from anyone. Hey, talk to 10 seniors today and get two applications. And at the end of open enrollment, you have a hundred clients. You know, I I don't think that seems pretty simple to me. You guys, I don't know.
0: And a hundred clients is a nice paycheck in January. You know, like it's a nice paycheck in January. A majority of them, 90 plus percent will probably stay on the books as long as you do a good job for them. So the next year it, it equivalates to, you know, 2,500 to three grand, maybe a month in renewals, you know? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big thing, you guys. And so I agree. I think I I couldn't have said any better myself. I mean, I, I would love to see a lot of you guys set bigger targets and big goals and be like, okay, I want to write 200 apps, this AEP, 300 apps, this AEP, but you don't want to just say that, like be like, okay, think to yourself, what do I got to do to do that? What do I do got to do to actually pull that off? Um, And then you start kind of getting creative. Then your mind starts to work and be like, okay, I probably would have to do this. Okay. What do I have to do to do this? You know, like it just starts to come together once you actually convince yourself that it's something that's possible. That's something you can actually do.
1: I think a good way to kind of end this episode is to take a minute here and talk about the opportunity that is the Medicare, you know, being a Medicare agent, selling Medicare insurance, I think talking about the opportunity that's available here, because let's, let's say, and again, I, I really think a hundred is like, if you're a full-time agent and you are working open enrollment as much to your ability as as you possibly can, I think a hundred is is like on the low end of what your goals are. Like Christian just said, you could hit two or 300 if you have the right plan in place, the right marketing in place. You're probably gonna have to spend money to get to those sorts of numbers. You're not kind of be at a Walmart booth and write 300 apps. Most, most likely not. Yeah, Probably (laughs) not. Especially with those Walmart booth prices going up, up, up. They're trying to get rid of us.
0: Here's the the other thing though, like on the flip side of that, like I, I, and I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just something I wanted to say before I forgot it. Like I see certain people in the groups and things be like, you know, well, you know, you write three apps, which is really like six, because in AEP it's replacements. You get half the commission. But like, let's say you know you write six apps, and that uh, refunds you for you know the, the the cost of the Walmart booth. And I, I've seen a lot of people be like, be like, I would trade you know fifteen hundred dollars to write. I would trade you know the cost of six apps to write a hundred. I feel like that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous statement, though. Cause okay, well, I'd love to see the numbers and percentage of agents that write hundred apps in Walmart every year. I bet it's like five percent, you know. Um, just to put that into perspective, guys. Like, I'm not a big Walmart guy, <laughs> obviously, clearly, you know. Like, I mean, when people say that, was that so
1: well like, said, dude. That when seriously, say that
0: it's like okay, you're 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 saying it as if you're guaranteed to write a hundred apps, and that's freaking bullshit. Anybody that works closely with the program knows that you know and we offer it every year to our agents but when they ask me if it's a good thing i I tell them exactly what i said on this video today depends on your location depends on this depends on that there's a lot of variables and a majority don't do a hundred apps or more at the boost themselves mainly because a majority of people don't do anything right a majority of people end up underperforming no matter what the lead flow is, right? We talk about this all the time. So um, keep that in perspective, I think, with the Walmart booth. I mean, yeah, six apps is going to break even, but are you guaranteed to write 100? No, I wouldn't say so.
1: Imagine going into Walmart, a going into a Walmart this AP, and your goal is like 12 apps. (laughs) 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 You're like, all right, six breaks, double up my money, 12, and I doubled my money this year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, you guys.
0: There's a lot more agents that end up writing like 12 to 20 then write 100. I'm sorry. It's it just I want
1: to talk about the reality, like the reality is and and I get so lost in these conversations with agency owners who do a lot of business that I forget. I forget that the majority of medicare agents, you might be listening to this right now and you might be in the majority where you're going to write in the next 12 months five applications. <laughs> That's the majority of you guys. You're going to write zero to five applications in the next 12 months. So, you know, Christian's 100% spot on. 5%, maybe it's even less than that. Maybe even less than 5% hit 100 apps or more, which it sounds crazy to me because I'm the type of guy that would be in Walmart harassing everybody. Like, I would get 100 <laughs> apps. I'm definitely getting 100 apps. Like, I'd be like, hey, Medicare. Medicare right here, let's go. Ask no. me about Medicare hoodie. Yeah, I'm like dancing. I'm like, Medicare, Medicare. Um, But let's talk about, I wanna get back to the opportunity. I've got my calculator pulled up. So 200, what, 250 for the average payment renewal on a on a yeah. MA plan? Yeah, right? that's, about right. that, that, that's, that's, that's about right. That's about right. So this is one paid app, right? $250. So let's say you get to 100 during AAP. OK, which I really think anybody who puts their mind to it can do this. So, you know, there's your paycheck, right? Your, your first year. Now, let's say you keep 90% of those on the books, right? So 25,000 times dot nine, you know, so your renewal the following year can be 22. But then if you do another 100 apps, the following AP, you know, now you're at 50,000. I mean, this is the average income for an American, you guys. The average American household is about 50,000. Maybe it's 55. So, you know, two years of work during a seven week span and and you could have a renewal base and a, and a book of business that is compensating you. I mean, I don't, I think the opportunity is massive. Like just talking about it makes me want to go get back into the streets, this this open enrollment and just start banging out apps. I mean, that's crazy. Two years and you could be making a medium income for an American household? I mean, come on.
0: When I started and I was cold calling, zero leads, zero marketing dollars spent, all cold calling, banging on doors, just grinding, right? I started in June, my first year. My first year, I made about 20 grand for that six months. Second year, I made 50 grand. Third year, I made 90 grand. Fourth year, I was well over 100 grand. That was... But and, and so you I'm were to, a six-figure Medicare agent? I was. That was the first time I was a six-figure oh. Medicare agent. Um, but guys, like... If I know what I knew if I knew back then what I know today I wouldn't have just cuz I I I'm not bullshitting you guys there was nothing I was doing other than making cold calls that's really hard for most people right like and I probably could have done that in probably 2 years if or so if I know if I knew back then what I know today in terms of investing money right working smarter buying leads right you know running marketing campaigns like if I was doing that back then, it would have been so much faster. Like that was just from cold calling, right? Like it definitely snowballs. And if you guys, you guys have access to so much more training and information and just great top level advice today in our industry um, that I feel like if you just get out there and just bust your butt a little bit, you can, I mean, it can snowball so quickly,
1: you know, there's, there's more training and information available than ever before. Commissions have never been as high <clears throat> as they have been today. They just went up, right? They just raised commissions. Yep. Um, your ability to market, you know, there's there's an unbelievable amount of marketing ability, whether you're working with an individual, a company, or you're doing it yourself, you're doing it through social media, you're doing it, you know, whatever channel of marketing you pursue, I mean, it, it really is just a huge opportunity. And and to hit what Christian said on the head, I mean, if if you have a good mentor or, you know, you really learn and you figure out what to do and how to do it and you have a good plan, you execute, there's no reason you can't get to a six-figure renewal in two years. Yeah. and And think about that, guys. Like, think about that opportunity. I mean, two years and you are making, you know, essentially more than the vast majority of America and it's money coming in, whether you go to work or not at that point. I mean, pensions don't exist anymore. You know, the old way of doing business or the old way of of retiring was, I'm gonna go put in 20, 30, 40 years at this company. They're gonna be so happy that they're gonna take care of me for life. I'm gonna get a pension. I'm gonna get all my benefits. You know, that whole idea is gone, essentially. You know, pensions are essentially gone. So, you know, you can set yourself up for life in two, maybe three years. I mean, I'm literally thinking, I'm like, how could I get back into the game? Like, I would love to do, you know, this is honestly my first thought as we're having this conversation, Christian. I'll send you
0: some some contracts. (laughs)
1: I've got a guy. I've got a guy. I'm going to say... Check your inbox. I'm going to slide into those DMs with the contracting link. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I'm thinking about Undercover Billionaire, right? That's what what I'm thinking about. Undercover Billionaire where he, you know, Glenn Stearns. I haven't seen season two yet. It's Um, so
0: good. It's so good.
1: I thought season two wasn't as good. You you kind of scared me from it.
0: Well... It's it's really good when they show Grant when they're showing those <laughs> other two when they're showing those other two chicks. And it's not because they're chicks, by the way. I have no problem with chicks. It's just they were boring to me. They were more boring to me. I'm sorry, oh,
1: you're but Grant
0: was fans. so good, I could not like stop watching when he was on. Like, but I'm I a fanboy. I'm, I'm a fanboy.
1: I wonder if I can find like a super edit where someone went through and they just edited out Grant's clips, and I can oh, just that, that watch. Funny. I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can find that, but you know, that's what I'm thinking about is like, imagine you're at zero. Imagine you have nothing. Imagine you're a brand new agent or you're in a new area, whatever it is. And the opportunity in front of you is that you can essentially semi-retire in two or three years of work. Like there's not a lot of opportunities where you can say that, like, Hey, do you want It sounds like an MLM pitch or it sounds like I'm I'm trying to get you to sell doTERRA oils or something. <laughs> like that's that's not what <laughs> that's this is. The Utah company is. by the way. Yeah, it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's called it works. <sighs> Herbalife. Life Vantage. There's a lot of MLMs. We Life could- Vantage's uh-huh.
0: office is right next to Humana's in Sandy by the way. Oh boy. Oh
1: boy! Oh boy! Life.
0: You're saying, saying, I see it all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the the point is, you guys, opportunities never been better, and and I know that might sound like I'm I'm embellishing it, um, but I I truly truly believe that. Can I, I can I
0: piggyback on something yeah. you said there that I thought was Please. just super powerful?
1: Please so. Do.
0: When I first got in, I was always told that you needed about 500 clients being paid renewals on to hit a six-figure income, right? With the new commission structure, with the new with the raises and everything like that for Medicare Advantage, anyway. Let's say you're just selling Medicare Advantage, which is foolish, but let's just say you did, just for the sake of example, um, you only need about this many.
1: And then the other thing to think of, as we're looking at this number of 350, right? That's insane to me. 350 wow. clients. And how many of those are spouses? So it's not even 350 households. It's probably 200 households. Let's say a third of them are married. You know? yeah. um, so it's like 200, 250 households that you have to convert and get a husband and wife. That's it. Right.
0: right. Like, you know, when I first started, you needed more volume to hit the six-figure income mark. Um, cause the commissions were just so much lower, you know, like I remember 2015, I posted it the other day in the group. I think some people didn't like it, you know, cause they're like, Oh, you're, you're fear mongering. No, I'm like, no, I
1: can't post
0: anything without pissing somebody off. I just don't care anymore. But, um, but like I, in 2015, the commission was 408 on a new to Medicare Advantage sale. I think it's like 570 for next year without having it in front of me, you know? And then, yeah. so you don't need nearly as many clients on the books that you used to. Um, And if you're cross-selling, you probably need 300 instead of 350. Yep. You know, I mean, these are the things you guys need to think about. Like there's never been a better opportunity. And I, I don't care if you guys get involved or not. Like, I mean, if you're, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're with me and you're one of my agents, yes, I want you to go out and do well for you more, way more than for me. But like, if you're a new agent, let's say, or someone that's just thinking about getting on the fence, about getting off the fence if um, and getting into the the game and actually being involved, I could care less. It doesn't impact me one bit. If you get involved, I don't have Humana stock or something like that. Like I don't care, (laughs) you know, but I'm just trying to push that, that, um,
1: Realization onto you guys. I'm gonna need to see all of your portfolios. (laughs) Any any ETFs?
0: (laughs) Get out there and sell. Get my portfolio going. (laughs) Oh, dude! If I could go back and start all over again, I wish I was. I invested like ten grand into United Healthcare my first year because I could have done it. I went to Malaysia with that money instead. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> but if I had done that it would be worth like an obscene amount more today oh, probably God. be worth like six figures today you know because I was looking at their stock the other day and like what they've gone up in the last five years I'm like oh man I wish I had even thought about
1: that I mean so let's to, to kind of so we're getting into final thoughts because we're yes. past the hour mark <laughs> I think this is a good good point to kind of wrap up here so it was what 53 days for open enrollment yes yeah 53 53 okay so let's go two open enrollments so we're going to say 106 days okay this is two open enrollments so christian just showed us it's 350 clients 350 apps right issued apps clients to get to six figures so divide that by 106 it's 3.3 apps a day. There's no reason. And literally, like, that's it. You could work two open enrollments. You just have to average 3.3 apps a day, which I'm telling you, I know for a fact is possible. And you're at a six-figure six renewal income. I mean, that's yeah, that's crazy. That really is crazy, this sort of opportunity that's available to you guys today. And, and yeah, to go back to what Christian said, too, I remember when I first got licensed and, and I'm in the industry and I'm selling life insurance and I was really interested in Medicare and everyone was like, no money in it, no money in it. It's not that there wasn't any money in it, but it was not nearly as lucrative as it is today. I mean, it's it's just it like even even someone that's been in the industry for a really long time like christian and i it's still never been better than before i keep thinking about that justin brock comment this is this will be like my true final thought is shout out to uh mr guru himself and uh tueplo <laughs> where uh, christian's heading here next week tomorrow or this week. week yeah sorry this week yeah. tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow um He always says, he said, the future is so bright that he has to wear sunglasses, right? Um, And it's true. The future is so bright in this space that you have to wear sunglasses. I love it. Mic drop. Um. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, That'd be great for the video, but. (laughs) <laughs> you need a new you need a new yeti, you need a new, um, yeti after that. Yeah,
1: you would. Um, hundred
0: percent. I I couldn't have said that better myself, guys. I think it's a great opportunity. I I look at this AEP and what I think of the word that comes to mind for me is potential. I think this AEP has as much potential as any that I can think of um, as we start to approach it, and I'm just really excited about it. I think as long as you guys come correct with a good thought out marketing plan, get with your upline. If you're my agents, get with me. Um, We're going to be working on co-op money in starting July, I think is when we're going to start that. Um, But even if you're not with me, um, you know, get with your upline, you know, set up a good marketing plan. Make sure that it's a well thought out plan. It's diversified, right? You have a good uh, diversity of approaches and come correct with your work ethic and check, right? Come show up to work hard. I think if you do those two things if you if you come up with a good strategy so you're not just running into walls and just you know thinking can calling it hard work um then i think you this aep has more potential than any that i can remember as we approach it so it's something to be excited about and that's my final thoughts
1: love it love it
0: post right, post pandemic
1: um, ap selling you guys
0: love it Um covered. Do us a favor. If you're listening on the podcast platform, leave us a five-star review on Apple. We need it to reach more um, insurance geeks like you. And um, if you're watching on YouTube, drop a like, comment your thoughts, hit the subscribe button, and um, we'll be we'll be back next week, guys. Um, thanks for watching. This was a good episode.
1: Taco Troops, stay tuned. We'll see you next Tuesday. Adios.